Welcome to the House on Fire podcast. Our aim is to light a fire for Jesus in the homes of those who listen through encouragement and equipping. Let's partner together to advance the gospel in the next generation. I am your host, Lucas Jackson, and I am passionate about seeing more people on fire for Jesus. When you listen to the House on Fire podcast, you'll hear from people you can rub shoulders with every week at Bethel Church, because all of our guests are from our church family. These are people striving to love God, love others, and to serve the world. Folks, thanks for joining us today on this episode, and I have Delia Williams with us. Delia, thanks for being here. My pleasure. I'm excited for us to have the conversation about talking about Stephen ministry and and all of the things that go into that. But before we kind of get into all of that, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. I have been married for 43 years. We have four adult children and three eight grandchildren. Man. I'm originally from Southern Arizona and Enjoy being here in North Dakota because my kids and grandkids live here. Is that kind of how you guys migrated here was because you had you had kiddos that graduated and kind of landed here and so you moved here? My husband was in the agricultural arena. Okay. And so we came here for a job. Okay. And my kids have stayed in this area and have married um, folks from this area. So it keeps me well grounded here That's in awesome. North Dakota. We got some coffee mugs uh, when we first moved here that said North and Normal. and uh, But if, if I had to choose selfishly where to live out of all the places I've ever lived, I would selfishly choose Fargo, North Dakota. We, we like it up here. Fargo is a good place to be and to raise families. Yes. So how many, all of your kiddos are in the area and all the grandkids are in the area? All of my kids, three are married, one as a... A significant other and my yeah. eight grandchildren are all in this area, Fargo and Minneapolis. So Okay, okay, which is only like three and a half hours away right. or whatever. So so you probably maybe get pulled a few times to watch grandkids and all that kind of stuff. And I love every moment oh, of it. Man. I look forward to it. That's awesome. I'm a blessed grandma. That's awesome. And is your husband still working or is he retired? He's retired from NDSU. Okay, okay. So was he like a professor there? Or like he he was a professor, although his major responsibility was not teaching. Okay. It was in the seed industry. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Very cool. That's a kind of a big deal around here. So, um, awesome. What uh, worship service do you guys normally attend? I think you attend the Fargo campus, correct? I do attend the Fargo campus. Okay. And you can find us at nine o'clock in the balcony, often with some little people okay. with us. Do you guys sit in the balcony because you've got the little ones with That's you? That's right. So Melissa and I need to try that. We uh, Paisley and Maverick do really well. Thatcher is a little, uh, he's a little ornery. So we've talked to a few families that sit in the balcony for that reason. And we maybe want to give that a try. Well, come join us. It gets a little lively in our okay. row sometimes. Okay. Well, I, we may need to do that actually. So, okay. Awesome. And then... Um, uh, are you a part of a group of people discipling each other, pointing each other? So tell us a little, bit, a little bit about that. I've been a part of the same Bible study for a number of years and friendships that go back since I moved here in 2001. Okay. So the the topic may change. Currently, we're studying the book of Revelations. Okay. But we 
we dive in, hold each other accountable, and support each other. Yeah, awesome. How long have you guys been studying the book of Revelation? Are you guys, are you been in like six years, or has it been like a couple of months kind of thing? No, just since, uh, not six years, but we could spend six years. <laughs> I understand. I, <laughs> it is. Yes. Um, since the fall. Okay. Okay. Well, very cool. Very cool. Well, let's kind of dive in. Our, our topic today is just Stephen Ministry at Bethel Church and, and why it matters so much. And so I recently had a conversation with you and kind of really learned, I mean, I've heard the phrase here in there, Stephen Ministry, but didn't really know what it was. And I got all crazy stoked and excited and still am about it. So, so tell us about Stephen Ministry. Stephen Ministry is something that everybody can benefit from either as a recipient or as a caregiver. All of us have a time in our lives when it would be wonderful to have somebody that we could dump our bucket to or somebody that would walk a life journey with us. That's the kind of the essence of Stephen Ministry. It's a non-denominational ministry or program designed to equip lay people to provide emotional and spiritual support during difficult times in a person's life. Yeah. And would it be appropriate to say like it's similar to like like a big bro or big sis kind of program? It's not really counseling. It's like coaching, life support kind of stuff, right? Absolutely. And I would say the the pinnacle of Stephen ministry is listening and responding non-judgmentally. We as it says in Ephesians 4.12, we equip the saints for the work of ministry yes. for building up the body of Christ. Yes, Christ calls us to bear one another's burdens, and that's what we as Stephen ministers do. Yeah. Man, I, a thing that, I, that fascinates me about when you become a believer, that, that passage applies to every believer. And it doesn't say if you've gone to seminary, or you've gone through a ton of training or whatever it is, it says every believer. Like, and, um, and I just, and oftentimes, but I even, I mean, I went to seminary and all those things, and I still feel like I, I know hardly nothing about the Bible. But the fact that God calls us to this, every one of us, uh, to do this is amazing. Absolutely. Stephen ministry is Christ caring for people through people. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and then, uh, so, so it's not like counseling, so don't necessarily think of it in that way. So coaching, support. Um, how many people are at Bethel are a part of this? Like how many people are trained up and with the kind of the curriculum and the roadmap that you guys have, have laid out? How many people do we have that are that are part of that? We have about 50 trained Stephen ministers at Bethel. And they're not probably meeting with like 10 people a week or they're maybe one or two people at a time? Correct. Okay. They typically meet with one person. There's a couple of people that meet with two people and they don't necessarily meet with them. If they have two people that they're walking a life journey with, they may meet every other week or if they have capacity or if there's a need, they may meet each week, but, but one to two people is, is the maximum number that we typically have to walk that life journey with. Okay. So on average, roughly the 50 people are serving roughly 50 to maybe 70 Correct. people. And is that like a constant thing where there's about always that amount of people being served? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. And then I guess if there were, if you added 20 more Stephen ministers, do you, would there be capacity 
for other people who need to be served by those added leaders? Absolutely. One of the reasons that Stephen Ministry was implemented, um, the founder, Kenneth Houck, was a new seminary graduate and had graduated from um, as a clinical psychologist. And as a pastor, he didn't have capacity to serve his congregation. Yeah. So this w- is a way that um, there are lay people that, that come around the pastoral staff and support the pastoral staff. There are many, many needs yeah. in any congregation. Oh, man. I, I could easily spend 50, 60 hours a week counseling people. Easily, I, yeah, easily I could do that. Yes, so <laughs> so as many Stephen ministers as we have, there is always a need. Yeah, and so I guess as as more people have been a part of it and have been trained up and equipped, and I guess every time God brings somebody to serve in that, God always has provided people to be served. That's, I would say that's correct. You know, sometimes it's hard for people to take that step and admit that it would be helpful to have somebody walk that journey with them. Yeah. Um, but once they do, they are so blessed. Yeah, that's awesome. And and the the goal and the purpose is to draw them into a closer, more intimate relationship with Christ as we're walking that journey with them. Is there normally like a specific game plan? Like, let's say I signed up that I I, I wanted to be served by a Stephen minister. I, I submitted the information. Um, is there like a, uh, a curriculum that they normally go through or is it kind of what based off the needs of the person that needs to be served? I don't quite understand that question. So for the person that wants to be served, yeah. we would match you with a Stephen minister that maybe that is their giftedness. Okay. Okay. Stephen ministers are trained in a broad, broad spectrum of topics. Yeah. But yet there are some that have specific areas where they have more experience or a sweet spot or God has specifically called them to serve. Okay. And so we want, we think about personalities. Yeah. And then background. We want the match to, um, to be as helpful as it can be and beneficial for that person receiving care. Okay. So the types of conversation is going to be based on the needs of the person and they'll be kind of matched, so to speak, with somebody who has that expertise. Yes, that's correct. What would be examples of expertise areas that a particular person may have? Maybe is it, maybe they've gone through some grief type stuff. So they help maybe people who've lost somebody What would be some categories that oftentimes deceiving ministers serve people with? Certainly grief, relationship loss, spiritual struggles, Mm. financial struggles, divorce, medical crises. Mm. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the Stephen minister has gone through the same challenge in life. For sure, yeah. But they do have training in that area. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And it's not like Stephen Ministry isn't something you call and they come over and and mow your yard. It's not action-oriented in that way, correct? I am so glad you asked that question. It is not action-oriented. We don't babysit. We don't clean your house or grow go grocery shopping for you. Yeah. 
we are a caregiving, listening ministry. We provide that one-to-one care. Um, And listen, allow you to express whatever you're feeling, whatever you're thinking, and respond in a non-judgmental, supportive way. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And 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 the term Stephen Ministry, that that was a part of the gentleman Remy's name who started this? Kenneth Hauk okay. was the founder. And the name Stephen comes from Stephen in Acts in the Bible. Okay. He was called uh, one of seven men called to serve widows. Yeah. Needs in the Bible. Okay. Yeah. So that's not just a random guy. That's a well, that's a specific biblical character that describes the uh, the outpouring of what the ministry specifically does by caring for other people. Absolutely. Caring for other people is what Stephen ministry yeah, is. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. So, and and uh, when did it start? Has this been like a, because this is like a nationwide or probably a worldwide curriculum that many churches use and many denominations use. It is a, a worldwide non-denominational curriculum. It's in the U.S., Canada, and I believe about 30 other Okay. Countries. Okay. Um, there are, I believe, in the neighborhood of six hundred thousand trained Stephen ministers. Wow. And about thirteen thousand congregations currently using Stephen ministry with their body. Yeah, that's awesome. And and when was it written? Was it? You know, I'm curious. It was written in. It began in 1975. Okay. There's been some. There's continual research. It is research-based. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Hauk is a clinical psychiatrist, so research is important to him and accuracy. Yeah. Um, so it's research-based, written in 1975 with some changes, updates. Yeah. Awesome. So things it, that are helpful. Yeah. Just shy of 50 years, I guess. 47, 48 years. That's awesome. I love it. Um, and so primarily, like, I mean, it seems it may seem like a weird question, but why does it matter? Why does this ministry matter so much? Other than the fact that it's, I remember if I remember the context correctly in Scripture, it's it's the the pastors and the apostles are like, guys, we we can't be, we need to be dedicated to the Word and to the preaching of God's Word and to prayer, and yet we we want to serve all these people and and care for all these people, but we can't. So we got to divide, we got to equip the the body of believers to be able to care for the people we got, and so. You know, and so specifically, that's that's where it comes from. The concept, I guess, this biblical value of caring, shepherding, discipling, all all of those things. But but why does this matter so much? We are called to love one another as Christ loves us. Yeah, that is what Stephen Ministry is: loving others as Christ loves us. We bring hope, and we bring healing to those experiencing life difficulties. Yeah. We keep hope alive. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, that that's so cool. What what is uh the age range that you know that when that people reach out to to be served, what what's the age range of people that you guys serve? The age range varies tremendously. Yeah. A, a person does need to be 18 years of age to be served. So 18 to Anywhere this side of heaven. Oh, I'm sure. I, I, I'm, yeah. So up, upwards to 90s. Absolutely. And, and probably, I'm sure we got some folks running around that are in their hundreds. I personally don't want to live to be that old, but, but, but we got some people in that category. And so, 
is there a reason that it's 18 and up versus like uh, uh, serving even like maybe 11 to 17 year olds? The training that Stephen ministers receive is extensive. Yeah. And it really is geared for 18 and over. So we want to honor the curriculum the way it was written. Um, and, and that we feel like we can best serve. Mm, yeah. This is a lay ministry. Yeah. And so we, we want to love and serve in a way that Christ calls us to and be the best that we can be. Yeah. And for those listening that, that aren't aware, to be a lay leader or a lay minister, you're, it's not a paid thing. You're, you're setting aside time to be trained up, equipped, and, and, you, and you find the time within your schedule to pour into and to care for the people, um, not for a monetary value. It's just to care for people. So that's for those listening that, that aren't aware of that term. So um, what curriculum or resources do you guys use? Stephen Ministry has what they call a Stephen Ministry system or a Stephen Ministry series okay. that we use. It's, it's extensive training. It's 50 hours yeah. of training. Once the training is completed, you are commissioned as a Stephen Minister for life. Okay. Um, so it's important that we cover all of the training so that you can step into a role at a different church as a Stephen minister, and you would have the same training as those folks. Okay. And like, uh, when give us a description of, of examples of like what's in the training where it's, they just kind of help equip you on how to care for somebody that is struggling with something specific, like address some of those, some of the training that they would go through. We start out with identifying what is a caregiver and looking at ourselves as caregivers and really what does that mean biblically? Everything in Stephen ministry is biblically based. So we look at ourselves. We as Stephen ministers are the most important tool that we bring to Mm -hmm. a caring relationship. We look at listening. What does, what does listening encompass? We may think we're a good listener, but we ask ourselves questions like, do we listen to give advice? Mm. Do we listen to hear and understand what the other person is saying? Do our actions and what we say match? Yeah. Um, we go through grief. Mm. We go through um, suicide. We, we go through a variety of topics and, and cover as many life topics as we can and delve into each of those topics to better understand the feelings that may be within that person that we're caring for and how can we best mm-hmm. help them. All the while, keeping in mind that we're bringing ourselves into that caring relationship and how... Yeah. How do we help them? It, it's all about another person really in caring for them in a Christ-like way. Yeah. So let's say somebody is listening like, oh, well, I think I would greatly benefit from this. They're over 18. Wh- where would they go to be able to sign up um, to get some care that they would need? They can go to, they can first of all reach out to me. Yeah. Delia Williams. is 
They can text me or call. Yeah. They can also go to Bethel's website, look under Care Ministry, and then go to Stephen Ministry from there. Yeah. Okay. And then, so the ones that, is it a, where they send an email or if they fill out application? And I'm assuming they expect to get, uh, you know, reach out to in a couple of days, something like that? Correct. And then they would receive a short application. Actually, they can fill that short application out online. Okay. Okay. So they fill that out, they get submitted to you, and then and then are you the touch point to reach out to pretty much everybody? You're like the front door to kind of placing people with the right Stephen ministers? That's correct. Okay. Although we have just trained a new Stephen leader, and that's Christy Schmidke. So she's just coming on okay. board, and I'm delighted to have her. Awesome. Awesome. And how how long of a duration, or what's the duration of time the average person is served by a Stephen minister? Is it... Kind of like a few months, or are some of these like like a year or more? It can vary so much that I hesitate to put okay. a number on it. Um, it it could be a couple a month, a couple of months, or it could be years. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I can just think. So uh, we used to live in Austin, and an observation I made was um, most of my neighbors didn't have any friends. And a lot of them were transient. They, they, they maybe didn't have any family close by. And so um, so a lot of people didn't really know a neighbor for whatever reason. Or, so if you need something, hey, man, I need to borrow a ladder. Hey, come over and, uh, you know, hey, I need to fix this thing. Do you got a saw I can borrow? That kind of that kind of culture, at least there, it didn't, it didn't really exist. And so an observation I made was there are so many people that don't have other people. And this isn't even from a biblical perspective. This is just life. Like, there's so many people, uh, believers and non-believers that I observe that that they don't have other people in their lives to just help them with general things. That is so true. And so sometimes people come to us, it's not uncommon to say, I'm new in the area. I don't know anybody. I have no friends. Yeah. I just don't know how to get connected. Mm-hmm. And and so we as Stephen Ministers walk that journey with them. And those are usually shorter yeah. journeys, just helping them get plugged into Bible studies, into church, into the community. So in my mind, it, it, it just, again, I'm not really familiar with the Stephen Ministry stuff yet. I'm eager, and as you know, I'm, I've been pretty excited since we've, I recently learned more about it. So it's almost like a, 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 a you come and you can be served in really whatever capacity that you need. Again, it's not action oriented, but it, yeah, that's fascinating. Like, hey, I want to get connected to the people. I'm not, I'm not, I'm new to the area. Um, maybe I'm, I'm struggling with this particular sin issue, or that, that's super cool. It's almost like you guys are like a liaison to connect people to the right people, and you get to face to face time with them uh, to help them. That's awesome. You are correct, and and we we prefer face to face. We do also serve folks out of the Fargo Moorhead community. Like via Zoom or via Zoom. Okay. Right. Of course we always prefer face to face, but sometimes that's not possible. If there's not Stephen Ministry in their area, they can reach out to us yeah. or reach out to the the headquarters office and and be connected. But we do have folks that we serve via Zoom. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And then like what would you say are like the primary needs that you guys have as like as the ministry overall, as Stephen Ministry at Bethel, like what what are your guys' needs? I would say, and we welcome prayer, 
and we the the prayer that we would the mo- welcome the most is that those that have needs that have a desire to have a Stephen minister walk a life journey with them are confident in Stephen ministers in our mm-hmm. confidentiality and trust us and reach out and allow us to serve them. Yeah. And and then again that God would would call those um, because we know he'll equip those that he calls to serve as Stephen ministers to grow the body of believers. Yeah. Oh no, that's that's fascinating. What's the name of the the the? I think there's two main training books, right? If I remember correctly. Well, what is the name of those? I'm just curious. Pretty simple. Stephen Ministry Training Manual, Volume <laughs> One, Volume Two. I love it. There are three companion <laughs> books that go along with them. And uh, like, are those just uh, when you say companion books? It's just three other books that they need to read during their training. That's correct. Okay. Okay. And uh, are those about specific topics or specific type of? I mean, they're probably specific trainings. But what what are the categories those books fit into? Um, speaking truth and love. Okay, that's awesome. So, pretty much what the title pretty says. Pretty Yeah. Yeah. Caring relationships. Okay. Caring for folks in a relationship, and then mental health. Okay. You know, there sometimes there comes a time where the needs are beyond the scope of a Stephen minister. So we also train Stephen ministers to recognize those situations and then help connect them with the the appropriate help that they need. For sure. Okay. How how often is that something that happens often? Where somebody kind of needs to be, I guess, outsourced, so to speak, to to somebody else? Is that pretty normative or is that not usually the case? It is not usually the case. Stephen ministers are are well-trained and we, we try to do it right the first time. So we evaluate carefully the first time. If you are beyond the scope of a Stephen minister, then I would connect you with with another entity or with somebody else. Yeah. But life changes. Yeah. And and if that happens, then we want to be quick to pick up on it and provide the help for that person that they need. For sure. Is it most of the time where like people come to Bethel to be like where the the uh you know face to face time happens or is it coffee shops or people's homes or all the above? It is all the above. Okay. And I guess it depends on the the stage of life or the capacity or setup, I guess, of every person who's a Stephen minister, I guess. Right. That's so true. And there are some Stephen ministers and the person that they're caring for that just go for a walk together and talk. Oh, that's awesome. So it, it varies. It's, you know, it has to work for both parties. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, if I remember correctly, there's, so there's a component to where you and, and any individual can go on, on the website and, and uh, fill out the application to be served. But there's also a component where anybody can recommend somebody else anonymously, correct? That is correct. And so kind of maybe walk me through that us through that process a little bit. There is a referral form that can be submitted with anonymity. I need to double check that that's on the website. Okay. And then myself or Christy would reach out to the, the person whose name was on the application, not revealing 
who, and I may not even know who submitted that name. Yeah. And what, like, let's say, what would be some evidence if, if for somebody to be like, I think that somebody I know would be served well by Stephen Ministry. Why, why, why would they recommend Stephen or, or refer them to Stephen Ministry um, versus like maybe counseling? What would be some categories to help people? Because um, I could see people being like, well, I know I've got a friend who is struggling, um, but maybe because they, they love that person, but they don't necessarily know where to refer them to. Does that question make sense? Sure. Yeah. Um, so a person that's facing a life crisis, some life difficulty, um, some depression, a person that is clinically depressed would be referred to a, a professional. Yeah. All of us have had down times in our lives. That's the perfect time for a Stephen minister to walk that path with you. And sometimes Stephen ministers are referred to as the after people. After you received the phone call you were hoping you would get. After the baby is born. Hmm. But I like to refer to Stephen ministers as the before people as well. Because you know that life is getting tough. I have no friends, and that's not that's not what God desires for us. Who do I connect with? How do I seek help in getting connected? I'm struggling spiritually. And before your life turns to crises, that's a primary time for a Stephen minister to walk alongside of you. And so if you have a friend that's just struggling in life, a Stephen minister is the uh, just a perfect referral. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and we've we've been in in Austin, or used to, we were in Austin about eight years, and then been in in Fargo here about a year. Um, and there's quite the mental health crisis, I would say, in our culture. And that's probably been going for a while. I think in many ways, I think COVID exasperated some things. Um, and do you often get people that still reach out that maybe say, Hey, have a student. Could you guys serve them? And if so, where do you normally uh, guide that particular person to, to get help for their teenager? And maybe that isn't, you guys don't get that much. I'm just curious. I I do get it some. Okay. And Lucas, I would refer them to you. Yeah. If they, if they were a teenager, if it is somebody that, if it's an, somebody that's over 18 and they're in a life crisis that is beyond the scope of a Stephen minister, very often I'll connect with our counseling department. Yeah. I, I do get those. I have gotten a couple of those calls where immediate intervention was needed. Yeah. Um, and, and typically with the help of a pastor in counseling, we'll, we'll seek whatever health agency they need to be in communication with. Yeah, for sure. No, that's awesome. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, when it comes to, like, would there be a a desire um, where you guys are hoping to add a certain amount of leaders and, uh, to the team? Because I think there's some training coming up, right? There is some training. We started on, our first session was Sunday, and we will repeat that session on Wednesday. Okay, so every week you got two opportunities. You can either go to it either on Sunday or Wednesday. Correct. Okay. Sunday mornings um, from 
8.30 to 10.30, okay. and Wednesday evenings from 6 to 8. So you would only need to attend one session per week as it's the same material That's awesome. presented. That's awesome. You guys provide two opportunities. and but So 50 hours, right? Correct. So that's 25 weeks that they're... We have combined a couple of the modules. We'll, we'll meet for 18 weeks. Okay. The last week is a meal and there won't be... A lesson. Okay. Okay. And then do you provide the training once a year, twice a year? We have been providing it once a year. I'm looking at doing a, a something like a summer intensive this year. So oh, yeah. perhaps twice. Okay. This year. Yeah. And then uh, how many people normally are, are a part of that class, that training? I, again, that varies this year about 12. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. And I mean, how did, and how do those people hear about it? They just, Talk about it at church, or they get dragged into it by other Stephen ministers. Like you need to get on the bandwagon and start caring for people. Like how do most people find out about the ministry? Yes, I did have one spouse tell her husband he had to take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, word of mouth is a great place. It, in the bulletin, um, e news. Yeah, yeah. Just a communication among our Bethel body. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's super cool. And I always ask Stephen ministers to be lookouts, and that's lookouts for folks that need care as well as potential Stephen ministers. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, the thing that just fires me up, I, for good or bad, I oftentimes feel in church world, sometimes we outsource things that we shouldn't outsource. And I get it. As a pastor, I have limited time. I could easily fill my entire schedule just counseling people. I mean, I could easily do that. Um, but there's other responsibilities that I need to, you know, make time for. And so, um, but the thing that I love about this ministry is, again, oftentimes I think in church world, sometimes we can just refer out. And the fact that I love that the scripture commands believers to care for each other. Like this is a biblical command that God has laid out for us. And and I just love that there's, 50 people on the team, another 12 going to the training who are willing to say, you know, I, I didn't go and get my master's in counseling, but by golly, I can serve some people. So I'm going to do some 50 hours of training so I can, I can care well for other people. That's, that's pretty awesome. It, it's awesome. I, I think as, once you've taken the trainings, I think you're, you're a better listener. Yeah. Certainly. So a better friend, a better spouse, a, a better caregiver outside of Stephen ministry, even just a better person. You look at life a little bit differently. Stephen ministry might not, you might not learn something earth shattering, but it puts the puzzle pieces together and helps you look through a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've taken some counseling classes before and a professor one time said, counseling oftentimes is combating unbiblical thinking with biblical truth. And I'm like, anybody can do that. Yes. And I may have to be like, okay, I don't know an answer to that to now, but let me let me study. Let me let me look at some Bible passages. Let me ask a few, let me text out a few friends. I, I, um, I had a student that asked me a great question a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, I don't have a good answer for this. So I texted all the pastors on staff. I'm like, hey guys, I need, your, need you to help me answer this question. The question was, how do you know when uh, which Old Testament passages have been fulfilled and you no longer have to, uh, that no longer applies to you? And I was like, well, that's a good question because a lot of that is pointing to the future Christ to come and, and Christ has fulfilled 
uh, much of the Old Testament, the sacrificial system, the reason we don't do that is because our ultimate sacrifice has been Christ who has come. And so anyway, so I was picking their brain on, hey, I need some wisdom and thoughts on this, so I got a better answer for this student. But um, but any any believer, anybody who's got the Holy Spirit can can take unbiblical thinking that is communicated to them and, and just express biblical truth, which will provide hope. Absolutely, Lucas. And another thing that we do as Stephen Ministers is we gather with a peer group once a month. Okay, okay. And and that's a time that, that we, we talk about those relationships without identifying yeah. the person. But it's like you said, we, we seek help so that we can provide the best answers and the best care that we can. Yeah. Well, again, I remember, I don't know, it may have been right before Christmas, I, we, I started chatting up with you and learning some things. And in my mind, I was thinking, I need all my student ministry leaders to go through this training. <laughs> like, I would welcome <laughs> them. It, I, I assure you, it would be beneficial. Yeah. I, so That's it, an assurance. It's, we, no doubt. We need to talk a little bit more about it uh, offline or whatever. But just because in my mind, I'm thinking, man, I, that's what we, that's like what we do all the time in student ministry. You know, we show up weekly and we pour into students and, and answer their questions about life and, and about whether they're at with their walk with the Lord and point them to Christ and do all we can to pray for them and support them and care for them. And I'm thinking, I think a 50 hour training, uh, I think they'd all walk around maybe a little taller, a little bit more confident in who they are. Perfect words, a little taller and more confident. Yeah. Uh, so it's on my it's on my mind a lot actually. Wonderful. <laughs> so I'm in my mind. I'm trying to. I'm I'm thinking like, you know, summertime. I'm like, okay, how, is there? How, how could we set aside? I don't know how many days or, or you know if is it. Uh, yeah. So it's it's in my mind to try to figure out how to because I, I remember asking you and I was like, well, Sundays I'm, I'm my my son my Sundays are pretty booked. Actually, my Sundays and Wednesdays are my both like fourteen hour days, and I I'm with a lot of people and students and stuff. So I'm like, oh man, I can't. I can't go to the training. <laughs> we can make it work. So I'm eager for just to, my mind just, I mean, how many, or even parents too, I think. Absolutely. You know, a lot of parents are like, well, I, and that's, I mean, in many ways, raising kids and teenagers is, I mean, you wear, the, you kind of wear a counselor hat or a Stephen ministry hat and much of what, what you do as, as a parent or mom and dad or grandma and grandpa's. Yes. As a Stephen minister, you're, you look through somebody else's eyes. Isn't that important in yeah. parenting? Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. The answer may still be no, but but you <laughs> might need to. But it helps you look through their eyes. Yes. Yeah. Very, very much so. Is there? And you may not know the answer to this, but I'm curious. Is there a? Because in my mind, I'm, I'm I I uh, I'm biased for students. So in my mind, I'm like, why is there not a student like a a, a youth version of Stephen Ministry curriculum or whatever? And you may not know the have an answer to that. There may not be an answer to that, but it's on my mind a little bit. Um, That's something to explore. Yes, I. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's something I think that would be extremely beneficial. I agree. Um, is there any other information or questions I didn't ask? Just things that those listening really need to know about Stephen Ministry. Just please feel free to reach out. Yeah. I'll provide my phone number again, 701-730-1956, or reach out to Lucas, whatever your question might be. Either one of us would love to chat with you. Yeah, and I'm going to put the web, the direct link um, to the specific page for Stephen Ministry in the show notes. And 
And I'll probably put your email there too. And so that way people can just directly contact you. Perfect. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the House on Fire podcast. Our prayer is that this podcast activates your home for Jesus. May the light of Christ burn bright through you and yours. Until next time.